Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Acting. Almost all of us love a good story, and we love a talented actress or actor that can put that story into life. Yet so many of us have judged the realm of theater arts and prevented our kids and grandkids from getting involved. We think it's too salacious of an environment or too dangerous for people of faith. In fact, when I was in high school, I was one of those kids who was attracted to theater. I'm a little dramatic, you know, yet I didn't like the lifestyle of those kids. I, did, I, just, I just didn't want to get involved with those kids. And so I decided to join the choir. Good thing, because that's where I met Martha. Yet I was really an actor. Oh, had I been given the knowledge that I have now that in fact the theater arts was a huge mission field for me as a high schooler, it may have changed my life. In fact, in this country right now, the theater arts world outside of Hollywood generates tens of thousands of jobs and billions of dollars. There's work available in this mission field and you may be perfectly equipped to go there. Joining us from the organization Christians in Theater Arts is Bruce Long. Bruce is here to tell a bit of his story. Bruce, welcome to I Work For Him. Hi, Jim. Hi, Martha. Good to be here with you today. We're grateful to have you, and we're grateful to just tackle this, you know, this talk about this mission field, the theater arts. Is there a lot of support for Christians to be involved in theater arts? You know, I think the number of, of Christian students or next-generation artists, as I tend to refer to them, is a... There's a prolific number of those that are interested in theater. I think the general population of America, Christians included, tend to have a fairly narrow view of what it means to be involved in theater, which you just mentioned with regard to acting or performing, and maybe even more specifically on Broadway. But, you know, Christianity in America, you know, and really America in general, has deep puritanical roots, which basically means that we would view art, theater included, as more of a luxury than a necessity, right? Component of life kind of thing. It's not utilitarian for us. And so, consequently, I just think Christian theater artists, you know, get discouraged from pursuing careers uh, in the first place. And then I think subsequently they struggle to find audience work, etc. When we come back, lots more with Bruce Long from... Christians in Theater Arts, CITA.org. Field manuals have been around for decades. You and I are soldiers serving in the mission fields at work. The I Work For Him field manual are intended to provide the practical, tactical, factual, and biblical perspectives around work, women at work, and retirement. Our field manuals provide the detailed biblical information and faith-based how-tos for Christ followers like you serving in the field. Go to iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore and request your free chapter today. That's iworkforhim.com him.com forward slash bookstore. Thanks for going digital. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. As we're talking about Bruce Long from Christians in Theater Arts. You can check him out online, cita.org, cita.org. Bruce, how did you get involved in theater? You know, I actually went to college uh, with the idea that I was going to be a pastor. I grew up in a deep rural south, and if you feel God's calling you to the ministry, that's kind of where you go. But <laughs> college is uh, where I, I really was introduced to theater. I just, I was in a class, and the class was arguing over a great theological topic, and and uh, in that moment of arguing and debating, I just kind of felt like this is not the, 
the most effective way to communicate to my friends anyway the gospel of Christ. And so to that end, uh, as Providence would have it, uh, that small Southern Baptist college started a theater program, and then that was really the beginning of it for me in college. I began to pursue Christian uh, stand-up comedy, and then from there I moved up to uh, Regent University, which is affiliated with CBN, and at the time the Family Channel, and I I thought I saw a way to kind of leverage stand-up into a, um, you know, a, a Christian sitcom, but ultimately uh, there was a new theater department director who had just come over from the Three Rivers Shakespeare Festival out of Pittsburgh, and so I saw an opportunity to be classically trained in theater in a non-conservatory you know, environment, and I wanted to capitalize on that. So hmm. that was the beginnings of how I got involved. Wow, that that's that's pretty amazing. You know how we you can be so vulnerable during um, college, and I hope our listeners are hearing this. That you know you're still searching, you're still seeking. What is it, God, that you want me to do? And you really sought out where it was that He wanted you to land. Did you ever imagine that the theater would be your ultimate workplace? <laughs> you know, I. I'm not sure I, I would have considered it my ultimate workplace, uh, but I certainly recognize the power of theater to transform uh, an individual. I'd seen it mm-hmm. for me, particularly mm-hmm. initially with stand-up. So I suppose it's by design, providential design, you know, that it has become my workplace, you know, if you will. Uh, I enjoy a good story well told, and I think that's the power to influence and change the heart more so than than uh, legislation and other forms like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just keep making it my place of work. And you also make it your place of your mission field, don't you? Yeah, I do. I mean, mainly because, I, like I said, a, a good story well told, it changes the heart. And when you change the heart, you do change the mind. At least that's my personal opinion. And so uh, as the Holy Spirit begins to move in us through the power of story, I think that does actually improve how we live our lives. And when the individual improves how they live their life, then the culture around us uh, becomes a better place to live. And consequently, as culture changes, the world changes. So it's probably a little optimistic, a little simplistic to say that. But, you know, uh, a good story well told has a power to change the world. Oh, for sure. So let's talk about um, Christians in theater arts. Uh, you've, you felt led to start that organization. Tell us about it. Yeah, so just a small point of clarification. I okay. didn't actually start CETA. Okay. Uh, it was founded in 1987 by a group of Christians uh, in uh, Ohio and has been really going since then. And it was initially established to kind of provide kind of a network for you know, people, Christians, who are find themselves in theater arts. Mm-hmm. And so I think the organization kind of grew uh, and exploded during what I would consider the kind of the Willow Creek movement, which uh, adopted theater and, and drama ministry, kind of created that aspect in most everyday kind of church life. And then as that, uh, what I, I would classify it as a fad now, as that fad kind of faded, uh, you know, CETA had to transition. And so uh, in maybe 2008, it became something a little bit different, focused more in, uh, focusing more on applied theater and educational theater components. And so in 2019, September 2019, I became the, the second and current 
uh, executive director of CETA, focusing really on, uh, you know, the theatrical ecosystem and how Christians need to be involved in that for global regenerative culture making. Oh, so, okay, okay, uh, okay. Wait, wait, that was like way too much. We, lot, this is this is not lots of big words. Global regenerative. What did you just say? <laughs> Come on, let's speak to the rest global of us. Global regenerative culture making. Okay, global let's put regenerative that culture making. Uh, which yeah. means so, we're, we're trying to improve culture? Yeah, ultimately, it goes back to what I was saying just a little bit earlier with this idea that a good story well told does have the power to change the world. And so CETA kind of tends to believe that if, if we can help artists be healthy, uh, spiritually healthy, uh, that they are going to create healthier art, and that uh, as healthier art is created, culture uh, is improved. Mm. Uh, that is the regenerative aspect of culture. Okay. Uh, right. It's That's... like a... Right? That's way better. Okay, just checking. You know, that, that was just like, you know, we don't, we're not sitting here with doctoral dissertations here. All right. But it, it's... A, it, it's no, a, very simply, healthy artists create healthy art that create healthy culture. That's what maybe an easier Oh, that's a way better... You could have said that a minute ago. We could have saved a minute of the show. All right. But if most listeners are like me, they're seeing, they're thinking Christians in theater arts, they're thinking that the jobs in theaters just involved acting. But that's not true. I mean, Christians in theater arts, talk to us about the kinds of people that are involved in the in the theater arts what kind of jobs are out there yeah i think there is a common misperception really among all forms of uh, performance-based art forms that it's limited to acting uh, that is the kind of the tip of the iceberg it's the part that everybody sees what no one sees is the the, the majority or the mass that is really sitting under the surface. And these jobs include all of the creative work, which are authors and composers and lyricists, but they're also directors and choreographers. And then beyond that, there is an entire slew of people kind of working in what we would consider the back office. And these are producers and executive directors and directors of finance and marketing personnel and PR personnel and social media experts. And all of these people uh, work to kind of create theater. And I, I would even add this, that uh, people who are working as theater educators, you know, residential educating artists, uh, but also our college professors and our th- high school and middle school theater teachers and so forth and so on, all of these people are part of the theatrical ecosystem or the theater industry. Mm-hmm. And, and all of these jobs sustain, you know, that, like you said, multi-billion dollar industry. It really is. And it's, I did, did you say stagehands and the guys that draw the curtains and the people that are running the electronics and the lights? I mean, it, it yes, takes, our it takes stage a, crew, all of those guys. Absolutely. It, it takes an army of people to put on a good theater. <laughs> all right. So what are some of the struggles that Christians are facing? in the theater arts when they're trying to live out their faith in their work? Well, I think the, the, the single greatest, to me anyway, the single greatest kind of struggle that we have is uh, that Christian artists, and, and I say artists meaning not just limited to performers, those things we were just discussing, mm-hmm. all of those. So Christian artists really find ourselves in, in what I would consider kind of a, a no-man's land, right, between the church, capital C, and the industry. And I find that we often feel as if we don't fit neatly into the status quo of kind of either one of those entities. And so I, I think it's fair to say that 
as as the general population of the world has kind of become acutely aware during the pandemic that humans require community. And when we are isolated, it has negative repercussions that kind of ripple throughout our existence. And I would argue that Christian theater artists uh, struggle with isolationism, you know, constantly. We we just don't feel like we have a tribe. So how does CDF help with that? How you guys, um, as an organization, I'm assuming that's kind of where you fit in, Christians in Theater Arts, um, CEDA.org, how do you fit in in helping them to build better community? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So to me, uh, we offer, well, CETA specifically recognizes this as an issue, and so we offer a number of initiatives or areas of focus, if you will, uh, that are really built on the premise of this theatrical ecosystem. Um, uh, theater and theology tends to focus on the formation of the spirit and the development of the relationship with uh, with our Savior and our God. And so we uh, purposely create programming and content that help people strengthen their relationship through that. We do that through a number of seminars, uh, webinars, and those sorts of things. And uh, then we culminate into actual gatherings. So one of the things that we're working through is what we call the artist formation experience, which is a a year-long process where we divide uh, artists into cohorts of about 20 people. And then those 20 people are then subdivided into small groups of about five. And those small groups are led by a mentor. And so throughout that year, we are taking Christian artists through the process of what it means to have their um, faith inform their art, how to strengthen their faith so that it does inform their art, and, and creating community in that capacity. Another area of our theatrical ecosystem is educational theaters. So we do this by offering similar type of services to educators, but also and more specifically to the next generation of theater artists, these students in middle school, high school, college, graduate level work in seminaries, and we uh, create a number of opportunities through internships and through uh, other forms of, of gathering to come in together and realize that, hey, you're not alone. And then finally, we have uh, the last step of our theatrical ecosystem is this idea of professional theater. And we kind of use that to really cover everything from the volunteer community theater person, the small regional theater company, all the way up to the, the you know, um, Lord, the uh, regional theater company that's transferring work to Broadway and, of course, uh, you know, Broadway, West End tours, all those things that most people think of with, if I say the term professional theater. Mm -hmm. If you live and work in the theater industry, as far as theater is concerned, you are a professional theater artist or creative, and we want to make sure that we sustain you. We That's our purpose statement. CETA uh, creates environments that cultivate and sustain all Christians in theater arts. Well, so talk about some of the interactions you have. You have a lot of people that you're working with, and you're working on and off Broadway. So you're working in New York for the most part. That's true, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, that's not an environment that's known to be, like, people don't think of Broadway or off-Broadway, which, I mean, you got to go to you walk on Broadway, there's theaters, and you walk just off-Broadway, there's theaters. Um, it's... It's not people don't think of it as a healthy environment to send their kids, but talk to the parents who know they have a kid or a grand the, talk to the grandparents who know they have a grandkid that are truly gifted in this area. Talk to them about how 
this is okay for them to go into this mission field. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I would want to encourage parents, grandparents, educational leadership, even church leadership, is to consider the fact that, at least to me, having lived and worked in this and floating between a number of industries, that I I personally just don't perceive the theater as any more dark than uh, any other industry that exists, you know, in our world. You know, any place that is kind of void of of God, if you will, individuals who compose that are, are equally as dark. So I would say that first and foremost. And second, I would encourage all of those groups to consider that, like you said, this is a multi-billion dollar industry, and there is a way to make a healthy um, living wage kind of salary and employment opportunity through all of this. So that's, wow. there's there's that. Um, and then what CETA does is we stand in the gap to help make sure that uh, our Christian artists have their faith affirmed and strengthened, because I think we have been devoid of this for so long that the, the big C church, if you will, doesn't always know how to minister to these individuals. And right, so we try right. to stand in the gap and say, hey, listen, if you're a creative, we want you working in this. This is a viable and mission field. We're going to be right back with more from Bruce Long from CITA.org. That's Christians in Theater Arts. Many things in life are out of your control, but you can control the content you listen to. I Work For Him has created a podcast with you in mind. Subscribe to the I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform, and you can choose to listen on demand. Shows release several times per week and offer 15-minute highlights of content to help you learn to transform your workplace into a mission field. Subscribe today by searching for I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. As we're talking about Bruce Long, really encouraging for all of you out there who consider yourselves a creative, which that would not be me, but for those of you out there that have been gifted by God to be, that are creatives in so many different ways, whether it's acting or writing or producing or, or, or singing, or maybe it's writing scores or, or whatever it may be, Christians in theater arts is out there to encourage you that you can put yourself in that mission field and be encouraged to live out your faith in the mission field through the organization Christians in Theater Arts, CITA.org, CITA.org. You know, Bruce, when we were prepping for the interview, you mentioned that one play really launched all of this for you. The show was Hands on a Hard Body. Yeah, this was one of my first uh, Broadway productions I was part of the producing team on. It's a great little uh, musical with a very fallacious title. <laughs> Most <laughs> people hear that title and, and they raise an eyebrow, but uh, the general uh, pitch of this particular storyline, and it's based on a true story, I should tell you, is uh, back in 1995, 97, somewhere in that time frame, uh, dealerships, car dealerships were having these kind of... Um, uh, contest if you put your hands on a car, the last person to take their hand off the car over a period of days would win that car. So this was a Nissan dealership, and Nissan had a, a truck at the time called a hard body. And, and so this particular uh, competition, endurance competition down in Longview, Texas, uh, set a world record for the world's longest endurance competition. So uh, they, some NYU students created a documentary, and from there we created a musical about this. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about this particular thing is that the characters were so authentic, and we had a great cross-section of what it means to live in America from an overt evangelical Christian uh, to a 
an individual who was born in Texas but was perceived to be an e- illegal immigrant. And then also we had some military folks who were dealing with some things. And the, uh, the, the antagonist at the end of this story uh, he's just a rascal. He's a bigot. He's uh, mean-spirited. He just is kind of, he hates himself and he hates everybody else, too. Um, uh, the evangelical Christian leads him to Christ. He has a, a conversion moment on stage. And so it was never intended to be an overt evangelical Christian uh, musical, but I'm telling you, it, it really was. And so what woke all of this up for me is, we have these morning after meetings, which is the morning after our opening night. We get together as a producing team to discuss the financial projections, marketing projections, plan the next thing, because you have a, a big push to get to opening, and then after that, it's really the business of sustaining the show. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we knew was this show was small and obscure, and the box office just wasn't performing. And so... Um, we we needed to find an audience, and uh, a number of ideas were floated around the room before I very hesitantly kind of uh, outed myself as a Christian by saying, hey, I'm part of this community, and we're not talking to the Christian community, and we're not talking to the conservative community and a couple of other things, and shouldn't we be doing that? And it was at that moment when everyone kind of uh, scratched their head and went, huh, that I realized that... Um, Contrary to my previously held beliefs, most uh, people within the industry are not antagonistic towards Christianity. Uh, we weren't purposefully neglected in our marketing plan. Uh, they're simply agnostic. Uh, my, my prevailing kind of wisdom right now is that we have been absent of this industry for so long that, that we're just not even a consideration. So mm. It's not that we're being purposely neglected people just have an agnostic view. They don't know uh, about us because we have been absent for a while. How did that all turn out? Really quick. How did that alter? How did that all turn out? Oh, well, ultimately, I put together a plan, and we got on CBN 700 Club. We got on a number of Fox uh, things. We put together uh, a marketing plan specifically for the church uh, with um, uh, discipleship uh, material Mm -hmm. and classroom material. But ultimately, by that point, it was too little too late, and the show closed prematurely. We got a number of Tony nominations, and I believe we got one Tony win out of it for you know one of the lesser ones yeah, but ultimately awesome. uh the show closed prematurely bruce but it, it, it certainly changed my trajectory bruce long with christians in theater arts thanks for being an i work for him today my pleasure thank you guys for having me check him out online cita.org you've been listening to i work for him with your host jim and martha brangenberg we're christ followers in our workplace it's our mission field but ultimately i, I work, work for, for him, him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. I work the number 4him.com